Welcome to your Relationship Lovecast by True Potential, the weekly web show and podcast that explores relationships and wellness, featuring in-depth interviews with acclaimed authors, wellness experts, health influencers, and spiritual leaders so that you can create a relationship and life you love. And now your host, Andrea Corella. Welcome back. I'm Andrea Corella, and this is Episode 7 of your Relationship Lovecast. Today, I will be exploring how generous you are in your relationship. So I have a question for you. How generous are you with your partner? Are you more of a giver or more of a taker? After reading an article in the New York Times that suggests that generosity is one of the main factors, I repeat, one of the main factors in a happy marriage... I was really inspired to cover this topic today and share the findings with you. Now, researchers from the University of Virginia's Marriage Project studied the role of generosity in the marriages of 2,870 men and women. And as you all know, typically in relationships, there are general tasks and responsibilities that exist, such as chores and childcare and dealing with the laundry and the dishes and preparing meals and so on. However, in this study, generosity was going above and beyond what was expected and involved conscious loving instead. And what conscious loving is, is the virtue of giving good things to one's spouse freely and abundantly without expecting anything in return. And in this study, participants were asked, four key questions, and I'm going to ask you the same four key questions about how often they behaved generously towards their partner. So for example, how often do you affirm your partner? How often do you perform small acts of kindness for your partner, like making him or her coffee in the morning, or writing a cute note in your lunch, or taking the car in for a tune-up without even being asked. How often do you forgive him or her for their shortcomings? And lastly, how often do you express respect and admiration for your partner? Now, what they discovered in this study is that couples who reported a higher level of generosity in their relationship also reported being very happy in their relationship. And the benefits of generosity were significantly noticeable in couples with children. So for those of you that are on the call with children, answering these questions and starting to reflect on things that you can do to make those answers yes will significantly enhance and expand the happiness that you experience in your relationship and in your home life altogether. Although sexual intimacy, commitment, and communication are very important in romantic relationships, which is something that we all love and enjoy, actually performing random acts and simple acts of kindness or showing affection and admiration towards your partner was a significant factor in the level of satisfaction in relationships. Now, despite it being difficult to be generous sometimes in those moments, and I can attest to this myself when I'm in conflict or have been in a disagreement with my significant other, in those moments, sometimes it can be very difficult when your ego is hurt or you're upset to demonstrate these 
acts of kindness or affirmations or respect and forgiveness. But according to John Gottman's theory, he says that successful couples say or do five positive things for every negative interaction, for each negative interaction. So the ratio is five positives for every one negative. And I'd like you to think about in your own relationship, what does your ratio look like? Is it five to one? Is it 10 to one? Is it one to one? And think about how you can make that ratio higher because that will significantly impact the level of generosity, success, and joy that you'll experience in your relationship. And this is really exciting stuff because you and your partner can really co-create what kind of relationship you want to have for the better or for the worse. Now, what I am going to encourage all of you on the call to do is to begin living in a spirit of generosity today, this week, in the month ahead. And I'd like you to start practicing random acts of kindness in your relationship by initiating the virtuous cycle of generosity and beginning to plant those seeds of a fulfilling relationship for you and your partner. I want you to also think about happiness in general. So taking this from a relationship standpoint to actually an individual process of cultivating joy and happiness in your own life. Sometimes we believe that the relationship is going to fulfill us or if our partner does this, then we'll be happy. But the reality is, is it goes the other way around. It starts from within and ripples out. I also wanted to talk to you and share with you some tips and strategies that you yourself can start cultivating a sense of joy and happiness from within so that that act of expressing joy and love and generosity in your relationship becomes so much easier and so much smoother and so much more authentic. Next on the call, I'd like to cover some of the things that you yourself can do to start increasing the happiness meter in your own life. I've been inspired by several people, such as the Dalai Lama and Martin Siegelman, uh, Davidson, and actually a movie that I recently saw. It's a documentary called Happy. And what they had done was do a research study going all around the world and identifying what are the common themes that help someone feel more joyful in their life, filled with an overabundance of happiness. And here is what they suggested as the keys to happiness. One is cardio exercise, that cardio exercise increases our heartbeat, our serotonin levels, our endorphins. And oftentimes we neglect this part of our life. We set it aside. We say, I'll get to it later. But really, this helps us on so many levels, on our mind, our heart, our spirit, and our our physical body, which needs movement. If you think about your own pet, for example, for those of you that have pets or for those of you that can imagine what a pet needs, they are so eager and excited to go run and play, just like a child would be uh, to go run and play during recess time. 
all of us as adults have that same nature and that same need within us to revitalize ourselves and to become energized. And so I encourage all of you to reflect on how you can start making a commitment for yourself in cultivating that aspect of your life so that your happiness meter can go up. So that was number one. Number two is meditation. Now, oftentimes people mention, oh, I don't have time to meditate. It takes too long. I get bored. I get distracted. Yada, yada, yada. I would encourage all of you. There's a great book out there that I've recently started reading. It's called Miracles Now by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I absolutely love it. It offers really snapshot, quick, simple, easy five to 10 minute meditation exercises, all of them different, all of them unique, that really create more peace, more joy, and more love in your life. And it's really fascinating to to try it. So check it out. It can really inspire you to have a new relationship with meditation and start reaping the benefits that meditation has to offer. Now, number three that they suggested was a sense of community. Now, being part of a community increases our level of connection with those around us. And so I suggest that for those of you that are ready for this aspect of your life to grow, to go out there and volunteer, do social activities, do activities that you enjoy, and really start connecting in those activities or hobbies with like-minded others that have that similar passion. And you'll be surprised that it can lift your spirits. The next one is personal growth. What they suggest is that research studies show that people who focus constantly working on their personal development and growth are typically happier than the average population. So the more you grow, the more your happiness grows along with you. The next one is fulfilling relationships, which we we started off the call talking about, which is about creating enriching relationships as a way to increase our happiness, but also as a vehicle for us to manifest happiness in our life, planting those seeds of happiness in somebody else's life uh, with through generosity. And for example, if you are thinking about the relationships that you do have in your life, uh, whether they be friends or family or even your, with your significant other, think about those negative relationships that really pull you down, that affect your mood, that really you know, consume your time and energy and, you know, looking at what you benefit, what the gains are from that relationship. And I, I'd like you to really reevaluate uh, that relationship or reevaluate that friendship or that interaction with that person and see what things you could do to shift that relationship first. And then if you think, if you see that it's still pulling you down, it's still not filling up your bank account, so to speak, I'd like you to reevaluate that relationship and start incorporating people in your life that uplift you, that brighten up your day. If that is an area in your life where you're just wondering or trying to discern between which people in your life really lift you up and which people really pull you down, start by incorporating new positive people in your life and see if that gives you some clarity as to how to proceed and when the right time is for you to shift those other relationships or reduce the amount of time that you spend with those negative relationships. 
The next is Random Acts of Kindness, which was covered also at the beginning of the call. But this is actually one of the factors that uh, shifts the level of happiness that we have. This can include volunteer work or doing a thoughtful chore around the house or doing something unexpected that brings joy to someone's day. Now, I know a lot of you have heard of Amelia Earhart, and she came up with an amazing quote that I'd like to share with you today. A single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions, and the roots spring up and make new trees. The greatest work that kindness does to others is that it makes them kind themselves. Amelia Earhart. And I'd like you to think about that quote and reflect on that and how that applies to your own life, either past, present, or future, and just reflect on that. One other question that I'd like you to ask yourself and to take away is, what are the keys to happiness in your own life? Think about those things that really nurture you and light you up inside. And I'd like you to ask yourself, how often am I doing those activities or participating in those acts? And how can I increase that area of my life? If any of the suggestions on the call spoke to you or you'd like to implement them, I really encourage you to do so. And I'd like you to even reflect on what the consequences for that in your relationship, in your life, and how you are personally being part of creating more happiness in your life. So I really am excited for some future episodes that we have coming up. We have some wellness experts, sex experts, and health experts that are coming your way in the next week and weeks ahead. So definitely reflect on what we talked about today and take that into your relationship and see what magic you can create in the relationships that you are in and with the partner that you love. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lovecast by True Potential at www.truepotentialcounseling.com.